Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code Sport of Kings, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 30 days. With that much free cash on the line, what do you have to lose? Get started at first.com slash bet. That's number one, st.com slash bet. And don't forget promo code Sport of Kings when you sign up. And if you already have an ExpressBet account, you're way ahead of the game. Simply log into FirstBet using your username and password, and you're off to the races. Up to 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet and reside in the state where such activity is legal, void to prohibit national gambling support line 800-522-4700. The biggest and best of the Northwest just got even better. Introducing the all-new Muckleshoot Rewards Program with three tiers and extraordinary benefits. Play with your Muckleshoot Rewards card to earn points for free play and qualify for dining discounts, gifts, and much more. The more you play, the more you earn. Enjoy more benefits than ever before with the new Muckleshoot Rewards Program. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Time for another edition of Horse Racing Northwest. Thanks for listening to our podcast on and about and for Emerald Downs and Thoroughbred Racing. Joe Withy and Vince Brune here. Dana Halverson, president of the WTBOA, is there. He's going to join us on today's podcast. we got a lot to talk about, Vince. Uh, let's start off with uh, some uh, recaps from last week and before you talk about the stakes races we did have a stakes double header on Sunday and let's go right now to the call from track announcer Tom Harris of the King County Stakes and they turn for home and Cobra Jet the favorite out front by two and a half Firewalker in pursuit. Chumley is back third, 200 yards away. It's Juan Gutierrez and Cobra Jet. What a huge effort once again by Cobra Jet as he comes bounding home in the King County Express. Vince, that was a, quite a performance by Cobra Jet, the first two-year-old to win two races at the meeting. Sure was. Took a lot of pressure early from Firewalker and then drew off to win by over 13 lengths. I told you earlier today, Joe, I don't agree with the buyer coming back at 38 for that race, which I think, you know, based on a raw time might be right. But if you watch the race visually, um, the horse did some, had to really work for that win and, and then won off and won pretty easily so yeah uh, you've mentioned uh over the past few years emerald downs buyer figures have uh decreased especially with two-year-olds yeah um and you know we we do run some fast times here but it's all comparable to the day and the times weren't all that fast on sunday throughout the day so yeah that seems like a little bit of a low number to me too well i'll tell and i'll take it with a grain of salt now eclipse thoroughbred partners they bought into that horse and they're a national outfit so i gotta think they've got some national races in mind for that horse and uh you know we might be you know if you, if you don't like something try to use it to your advantage maybe we get a little bit bigger price down the road there if cobra go. jet is tested and then maybe they prove me wrong if he gets outrun there but anyway no great effort by cobra jet cobra jet ridden by juan guterres for trainer frank lucarelli lucarelli's won three of our first seven two-year-old races and uh, he had a great week last week which might come up as well from vince on uh, some a lot more information returning. And Cobra Jet, owned by uh, Roy and Ellie Schaefer of REV Racing, and as Vince mentioned, the Eclipse Thoroughbred Partners as well. So And uh, Frank also has a piece of that horse, Lucarelli. Very good, yeah. Cobra Jet, two for two, huge win in the King County. Let's listen to the stretch run of our other juvenile stake, the Angie C, this past Sunday. And they round the turn and run for home. Cadillac Margarita continues to gain from the outside. A final furlong to go now. On the inside, it's Slack Tide. On the outside, Smiling Salsa and Cadillac Margarita. But Slack Tide wins the NGC. 
That was an interesting race, Vince. Uh, Slack Tide was pretty much there all the way, but, uh, you know, Smiling Salsa got her head in front. Cadillac Margarita was trying to get into it. Um, uh, not a great trip from her, the favorite. And Akasi was impressive as well. But Slack Tide gets the win, actually, by three lengths in the end. That's right. Yeah, and great connections there. Dave Moat's Tenbrook Farm, Blaine Wright, the trainer. Eddie Martinez mm. kind of picking up some steam here as the meet goes on. And uh, Slack Tide, yeah. And how about uh, Terry and Mary Lou Griffin uh, winning breeders of both stakes, stakes races last week. So congratulations to them. You mentioned Akasi. We talked last, last week. Uh, she was trying to do something unusual. Her mother... Uh, Karula debuted with a win in the Angie C mm. and uh, take another away from slack tide, like you said, but Akazi ran an interesting race. She was up close early, breaking from the one hole, dropped back on the turn. I think she actually was last there, maybe for a stride or two, and then finished fast to get second. So obviously some ability there, but nice win for slack tide. Yeah, really fast uh, finish for Akazi coming up that rail under Alex Cruz for trainer david martinez who's done some great work with juveniles and yeah akasi is one to watch but slack tide won it by three in mm -hmm. her second career start so a really nice win there um let's move on to last week's honors you got it well no surprise we just mentioned uh the wabred we could have gone uh, we went with cobra jet bred by terry and mary lou griffin and uh mentioned what a week for uh for Griffin Place, in addition to uh, Cobra Jet, they also bred uh, Slack Tide, Slack Tide of Kentucky bred, mm -hmm. um, but good week for them. Eddie Martinez, we mentioned, Joe, off to a little bit of a slow start. He's getting rolling now. He was one of our top uh, stakes riders here last year, so mm -hmm. nice week for Eddie. Trainer Frank Lucarelli, uh, don't look now, but Frank is making a bid for another title. You know, he was three for 51 on July 3rd. He's now won with nine of his last 26 starters. Wow and is all the way up into a second place tie in this trainer stand he's just four back of joe toy with a lot of racetrack left to run here in this meet so uh frank uh, we knew he'd make a, a charge we did i just didn't think it would become this fast but he's closing ground and then our owner of the week uh homer thoroughbreds that's uh, jason homer he's running some of these wishful tomcats that's his sire and uh, he had a nice week. Uh, he was in the money with three out of four. Joe, you pointed out he got a lot of bonus money. He got three of those $1,000 summer bonuses. I'm I'm not Gabby won the finale of the week on Sunday, the ninth race for uh, his maiden victory. He got uh, a $1,000 summer bonus. And then Homer also won on uh, uh, Laker, excuse me, no, Wishful One ran second on saturday in the sixth race and she earned a one thousand dollar summer bonus and the other bonus winner i think there was another one there was because he had a first a second and a third yeah. and, the, and they're they all, all shipping right. in from grants thursday Pass. he yeah. got one so jason homer got three one thousand dollar summer bonuses not and that's, bad <laughs> that's great that's in effect uh if a horse ran first second or third out of state in april may or june and arrived at Emerald Downs after June 15th, and then ran first, second, or third in a claiming race. Or it doesn't have to be a claiming race, even. I think Just, it, well, yeah, in July or August. Oh, claiming yeah. race in July or August. That's here. right, yeah. Okay. First, second, or third here in a claiming race in July or August after arriving after June 15th. So Jason Homer did really well on that $1,000 summer bonus. And yeah, Griffin Place. Uh, in the Washington Thoroughbred Hall of Fame as a breeder, and uh, just a tremendous week with the two juvenile winners. They're still they were beaming yeah. with pride in the winter, as they should be. That's hard to do. Two stakes wins in one afternoon. You bet. Okay, and Alex Cruz had that tremendous streak yeah. come to an end on Sunday. He did not win a race on Sunday. Vince, uh, just recap that streak of Alex's. Yeah, that's a shame. Uh, he had gotten it all the way up to 46. Uh, mm -hmm. What was it? The last 25 days of the 2020 meet, the first 21 of this year. And things just didn't work out on Sunday. He got a nice win on an extractor Saturday night in a in a tough uh, seventh race. And uh, But on Sunday, uh, he hit the board four seconds, three thirds, but he just couldn't get over the top. And... Uh, what the heck? That was a heck of a run by a very consistent uh, rider, and uh, he had to feel down. But when the dust settles, he should be pretty proud of that accomplishment. He 
he shattered the track record, which had been 30 days. He did. He shattered it, and uh, he got some congratulations after the streak ended. You know, you'd, you don't want to just keep harping on it while it's going on. You just uh, admire it, and from kind of afar, just to not do the uh, baseball jinx thing, I guess. But uh, what a great streak. Yeah, we've talked about it here on Emerald Downs uh, Horse Racing Northwest podcast, but... Uh, Four seconds and three-thirds. He didn't have a photo finish loss no. on Sunday, which would have made it maybe a little tougher even. I think the one maybe that was close was probably Urban Diva, who who had a pretty good lead. But yep. uh, who was the horse that came in? Uh, Sassy Edie. Sassy uh, Edie. For... Kind of came around. It kind of woken up a little in the previous start. She's and I think a those, miler. Those two were well clear of everyone else. And, yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, but, you know, I, I was following it pretty closely. I was pulling for him there, and, you know, he rides yeah. hard every race. We've noticed that about him, but I think he was trying a little extra special hard there as we went down the stretch on Sunday. We were all, yeah, rooting for Alex. A tremendous streak comes to an end at 46. The previous record was 30, set by Kevin Radke. So Alex Cruz with a, a well, he's our leading rider, so... It's uh, it's tight though, Joe. I it think is it's getting it's, tight. it's 39 for Alex, and then uh, we got Julian Couton with uh, 37, and Juan Gutierrez with 34. Jeez, so he is. blanks on Sunday, and Couton and Gutierrez both triple, and all of a sudden we got a, a three uh, three horse race for the leading leading uh, rider title That's here. A heck of a uh, a heck of a close match up in the standings as I get verbiage out there in uh, stuttered and staggered. Uh, fashion. Okay, this is Horse Racing Northwest. Uh, we are talking stuff on Emerald Downs and uh, anything thoroughbred racing. I did do want to say that uh, simulcasting not available at the Muckleshoot Casino until September as they are renovating up there. They're getting ready for sports betting as well as thoroughbred racing. So the Muckleshoot Casino not open for simulcasting on Monday and Tuesday, which of course fills the void that uh, Emerald Downs is not open, but you can use uh, Express Bet or Naira Bets, uh, your ADWs, Advanced Deposit Wagering uh, Services, e Express Bet, Naira Bets. Check those out if you haven't. It's pretty convenient. So you can wager on Monday and Tuesday on those, or uh, some of the satellite sites around the state do leave their basically their SAM machine, screen activated machines. You can self bet at a few of the spots. So uh, keep that in mind as well. Uh, live tellers not available on Monday and Tuesday at those places. So uh, don't let that stop you from picking a winner and cashing in on it. So uh, anything else from you? Uh, well, well, well some I, more. Go ahead. Know, I think we didn't even mention our three-day race week this week. Or did you at the top, Joe? No, we got uh, Thursday not. racing uh, beginning at uh, 6 o'clock. And then uh, Saturday at 6.30, and then, of course, Sunday at 2.30 p.m. That's uh, Corgi Racing Day and a stakes doubleheader for three-year-olds. So another busy week. Yeah, stakes doubleheader this weekend. Uh, look like a couple of good fields as I'll well. have those here in a minute when okay. we get to that, yeah. We'll do that in our next segment. Let's take a short time out. We'll be back right soon on Horse Racing Northwest. Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code SPORTOFKINGS, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining, as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first. 30 days. With that much free cash on the line, what do you have to lose? Get started at first.com slash bet. That's number one, st.com slash bet. And don't forget promo code SPORTOFKINGS when you sign up. And if you already have an ExpressBet account, you're way ahead of the game. Simply log into FirstBet using your username and password, and you're off to the races. Up to 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet and reside in the state where such activity is legal, void to prohibit, national gambling support line 800-522-4700. Horse Racing Northwest has a three-day race week at Emerald Down Stakes Doubleheader. It's also Corgi Day on Sunday. The Corgis are going to be out in the track in force, and you know 
they bring out their fans. You know, it's like uh, every relative of the people that own the corgis, the friends, the neighbors. Uh, this has uh, been really successful. So we're going to have a big crowd this Sunday at Emerald Downs. We'll have a stakes double header with uh, three-year-olds. The second race is in the division. Top executive took the Auburn for the Colts earlier, and Ms. Lynn took the Seattle for the three-year-old Phillies earlier. You got a little info on those stakes this weekend? I do, and we might mention if you're coming out Sunday, you might want to get here a little early because the parking, but you mentioned it, Joe, we'll have, yeah. a, we'll have a pretty big crowd with those corgi people, and they all tend to kind of roll in past one o'clock. So if you can get here before then, you probably in good shape parking wise yeah we got some big stakes fields this weekend uh they just drew them in the racing office about a half an hour ago so we got a nine race card sunday uh the seventh race is the kent a field of eight at six and a half furlongs going from the rail out broad approval shipping down from hastings oreo's dream coastal run ms lynn the winner of the seattle stakes zip and sevens blazing bella blue camden high and la una then race eight is the Irish Day Stakes, $50,000 guaranteed, six and a half furlongs for three-year-old Colts and Geldings, beginning with number one, just passing through, Big Endeavor, Naval Escort, House of Lords, Cowboy Cabin, Top Executive Dutton, Bobby Brinkley shipping in from Texas mm. for Frank Lucarelli, and Slews Tizwiz rounds out the field. Wow, a couple interesting races indeed. Yeah, Bobby Brinkley was acclaimed by Chad and Josh at uh, Sam Houston, and he's run some good races down there. I don't think he's been a super big factor in stakes yet, but... He's earned over 70 grand this yeah, year, though. He's uh, he's a runner. He's a Shanghai Bobby, and he'll be in this weekend's stake race, which I forgot the names already. You already said them. The, the Kent is for the Phillies, and the Irish Day is for the Colts. Okay, very good. So top executive back in, as is Ms. Lynn, the two earlier three-year-old stakes winners at Emerald Downs. Those, Look. just taking a quick, those are wide open races, they Joe, because what do you do with Dutton coming off that last race? You know, that's a, a tough question for handicappers right there and some new blood in Bobby Brinkley. And then in the Phillies, uh, you got broad approval shipping in from Hastings. So it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, going uh, from six to six and a half furlongs. Right. The first stakes were six. Yeah, Dutton, uh, is he going to just show that magnificent... You uh, know, since that last race, he, he's always worked fast, but he shows identical half-mile works in 46 flat. So uh, it's going to be a challenge to make that morning line for me later today on that race. But I'm looking forward to it. It's a fun race. He is a fast one. Dutton, the uh, horse of the meeting last year at Emerald Downs. Okay, uh, Dana Halverson is president of the WTBOA and the 2021 yearling sale where so many stars of the future come from. Uh, just been a, a glorious run for that WTBOA summer sale. And Dana gives us the uh, who, what, where, when, whys of the sale. It's uh, August 24th. It's a Tuesday. We have about uh, about 100 yearlings and then also uh, 25 they're about mares too, so it's a, a, a you know generally a yearling sale, but it's also got some mixed mixed varieties. The uh, the catalog has been mailed out to the people who uh, asked for it, and uh, they've arrived now at the breeders' office in bulk. So uh, I think Thursday is the day that they're going to be handing them out and at the uh, race office and. Uh, uh, some of these other places. So, but if you uh, need a sales catalog, you can call the WTBA OA office, and uh, they will be able to send you one. And that number is two five three two eight eight seven eight seven eight. So, uh, it's a very good catalog. A lot of really nice horses. Uh, now we're uh, getting ready to get all the the things in order so we can get it accomplished as we normally do. So uh, we're looking forward to seeing everybody there, and and uh, we don't probably even have to wear masks, and we probably won't have an outside tent, but uh, we should be able to at least uh, be in the sales pavilion and do all those kind of things. Uh, just one little thing about that sale. Uh, the the first, first thing that's going through is a trip to the Breeders' Cup that, that'll be uh, – including uh, not only the two tickets to the, to the Breeders' Cup itself and good seats, but also uh, the uh, plane ticket and the uh, hotel co accommodations for that. So 
it's a really nice little way to get the thing started, and uh, the money that's raised on that particular thing will go all towards the Washington Thoroughbred Foundation, which supports scholarships and uh, and a lot of other little things that are uh, uh, associated with uh, with horse racing. And so it's a, a real nice event, and it's a good way to start the, the auction. So if you have an interest in, in going to the Breeders' Cup and want to help uh, a, a charity on the way, then that's a great way to start it. Uh, then the sale will begin, and in that particular sale, uh, we'll have uh, a lot of really nice horses, including uh, half-siblings half to uh, current stakes horses at, at Emerald Downs and other places, and uh, a lot of really nice uh, sires. Well, yeah, August 24th, Tuesday, August 24th, starts at 2 p.m., at the MJL Hat of Sales Pavilion there, just north of Emerald Downs Racetrack on Ron Crockett Drive. So uh, again, those are free to attend. Uh, and, and Dana talked about how you can get a catalog as well. You can call the breeders at 253-288-7878. All right, and he gave some specific info on some young sires, other sires represented on the upcoming sale. I mean, we have our local horses that uh, uh, new horses that really have their first crops out, uh, uh, raised a secret uh, that stands at El Dorado Farm. We'll have several horses in there out of some nice mares, including uh, a full lot of Ash Becca, who, who had, uh, and Kenny Hill, who set a new track record at Del Mar, and another stakes horse that made a couple hundred thousand. So she's a really nice mare, and she was our Emerald Downs champion also. So uh, that's one of the foals by by uh, Raise the Secret. I, I wanted to just talk a little bit about some of the uh, sires represented, and uh, Harbor the Gold, of course, is our leading Northwest sire for a lot of years. Unfortunately, uh, he passed away this year, so this is the last couple of crops that he'll have. Uh, uh, and that, of course, uh, leads to a lot of different sires around here that have, have been extremely good. Uh, some of the... Uh, out-of-state stallions that uh, are impacted here. Liam's Map, who's a $30,000 stud fee in Kentucky. He has had a really good start. Uh, a couple first-year horses that just have their first two-year-olds. Uh, Klimt, who was a really good second in the Breeders' Cup uh, Juvenile and a really good West Coast uh, stakes winner. He's got uh, five two-year-old winners already. Uh, Lord Nelson, who is an extremely fast sprinter and Southern California. He's got his first two-year-olds this year. Uh, Run Happy, of course, who gets a lot of advertisement <laughs> from Mattress Mac. Uh, he'll have a horse in there. And uh, another horse named Gervin, who uh, is a first-year horse, uh, first-yearlings, and he was uh, he stands in Florida and uh, made multiple millions of dollars and ran in a lot of the major races uh, in North America. Uh, those are just a couple of the fairly new horses, uh, we have some of the other ones that have been around a little while, dialed in, uh, Cairo Prince, American Freedom, who's got his first two-year-olds, and he's had a sold sold really well in the two-year-old sales, so they look like they're going to be uh, uh, precocious horses. Cross Traffic, uh, there's two Cross Traffics in there, and he has sired two champions already, so uh, he's uh, off to a really good start. Uh, a couple of the California horses to uh, talk about. Minister's Wildcat, who's a sire of Daffodil Sweet. Uh, and Stay Thirsty is another horse that's doing that's transferred from Kentucky to California. And he's had a really good start as well. as has a couple uh, grade one winners and, and uh, has a lot of foals in his first crop or two in California. Uh, Palace Malice, who is a first-class uh, older horse in, in Kentucky and North America. Smiling Tiger has a, actually about 10 foals, I think, in the sale, and he's done extremely well up here, uh, as well as California. He's been the first-year sire, sire uh, champion sire in California, the second-year si champion sire in California, the third-year champion sire in California. So he's established himself extremely well. He, of course, was a sales horse at uh, the Washington Thoroughbred Sale. Uh, I was privileged enough to uh, 
to sell him there, and and he of course is our leading money winner, coming out of that sale, make, make, making over a million four, and multiple grade one winner, three grade ones. So he was a terrific horse, and he's passed that on as a sire. Uh, he's of course the sire of Baja Sir, who was our champion, the horse of the year, uh, multiple champion, and also uh, I'm a happy cat who won. Uh, I believe it was was the Seattle handicap this year. Uh, he's won multiple stakes stakes she has and and made uh, 260 some thousand I think it was. Another horse that we have in the sale is there's two Curlin de Mischiefs who uh, is an unraced horse but he's a half brother to Beholder and Mendelssohn and that type of uh, of and well and also into mischief of course and these are. So it's a tremendous family and tremendous production. And he stands in California. He's got his second crop now, his three-year-olds. And, of course, he's a sire of Cobra Jet, who's two for two at Emerald Downs, including the uh, uh, stakes this last uh, weekend where he won by 13 and a half lengths. And uh, it looks like a serious horse, not just for Emerald Downs, but uh, other places as well. And I think that's where you'll end up seeing him after uh, – maybe the next uh, stakes race at Emerald Downs. But um, he was very impressive in his uh, first two starts. Thank you for that, Dana. And Dana Halverson also he has his own consignment, as he usually does. And, of course, he's fully involved with Smiling Tiger. Uh, that is a real popular West Coast stallion, real popular here at Emerald Downs as well. Dana has a couple by Smiling Tiger in his own consignment. I can tell you two of the ones we have uh, in my consignment that are first-class horses are both Smiley Tigers, and the one of them is a, a, a full sister to uh, Otto Princess Hillary, which is a full sister to the horse that ran third in the stakes this last weekend, and uh, that's uh, Smiling, uh, Smiling Salsa, and she's out of uh, a mare that's a multiple stakes producer now. She also has another stakes winner uh, in Peru. Just just happened two weeks ago. So she's got three stakes horses now. Uh, the other horse is Infernal Magoon. We've got a, f- a full brother to the one we sold last year uh, by Smiling Tiger. And, and uh, of course, she's out of uh, Infernal Magoon, who is a Washington champion. And and uh, also a full full brother to uh, I'm, a, I'm a Happy Cat, who is still winning stakes. Uh, so that's those two very exciting horses uh, that I have in the consignment. One more individual horse uh, Dana wanted to have mentioned was hip number 63, a juvenile, uh, uh, excuse me, a yearling filly by Ransom the Moon, who won the Bing Crosby, won the Kona Gold. Uh, he made over 880000 Ransom the Moon is the name of the sire. And the damn take detour made over a million dollars. So this is a Bay Philly that'll be in town soon. She's a Kentucky bred by Ransom the Moon out of Take Detour, both Sire and Dam, real, real runners. So uh, he's excited about that one. And I'm sure many uh, who've looked at the catalog already have uh, noticed her. Okay, and then a uh, little bit more on... Uh, some of Dana's career highlights, you know, he's been in this uh, game, I think he said, since about 1980, and he has done a whole lot for himself and for Washington racing and breeding. Well, I've, I've had, I've been involved in this business as a bloodstock agent since 1981 and also an insurance agent. So um, I've sold a lot of horses at our sale, and, and uh, actually we've had horses sell in a lot of different places, but uh, some of the the horses that I've had in my consignment that, that have done quite well, of course, are Baja Sur of, of late. Um, and Smiling Tiger, of course, is, is the, the leading money-winning uh, horse out of our sale. Uh, and uh, Peter Hoff's Patty was another horse that was the leading filly uh, out of our sale for um, um, almost until now, I think. But... Uh, that was a few years ago, to give you an idea. Uh, Crystal Run was another horse that I purchased for uh, uh, multiple ownership, and he, of course, ended up being a stallion here and was a really good racehorse. Uh, Boyette is a horse that ran second in the Long Anchors Mile that we bred, uh, <clears throat> set up the breeding, and, 
and ended up being a, a $250,000 stakes horse, graded stakes horse. Uh, Caldera, uh, Ashbeka are some of the local horses around here that uh, we did very well with. Dana's got some great career highlights. You know, one thing he didn't mention, I know he was responsible for bringing Cahill Road to Washington as well, who stood at El Dorado Farms in Enumclaw and for so many years. And Cahill Road, uh, yeah, he led the, the uh, standings at Emerald Downs for races won by a sire before. And he also had two consecutive Long Acres Mile winners in Wasserman. And first, before that, it was the Great Phase, 2007-2008. That's a real feather in a sire's cap to have two Long Acres Mile winners. And Cahill Road did it back to back. And President Dana Halverson also talked about an upcoming event uh, the night, the day before the Long Acres Mile. Ralph Vaca, of course, has uh, passed away this last year, and uh, we are going to have a, uh, because, because of the COVID situation, they weren't able to have a celebration of his life until now, and so uh, the family has set up a, a, a program at the Breeders' Association on the uh, Saturday August 14th, and it's going to be at 3.30 p.m. at the sales pavilion. And that's the El Hadoff sales pavilion on the grounds. It is open to the public. Uh, it's going to be a celebration of, of uh, Ralph's life, and it was a very full life that he lived. We uh, hated to see him leave us, but uh, somehow that happens for pretty much everybody. But Ralph was a great guy. I, he, he actually was one of the people that got me interested in the business when I first started in the late 70s. Uh, he, he was a general manager of uh, the Washington Thoroughbred Breeders Association from the, from a, I don't even know when he started actually, but it was, it was at least in the, in the, the sixties. Uh, and uh, he was in demand from every place. I mean, he was an amazing guy, uh, a very, affable person. Uh, he ended up being a friend to everyone in this business. Uh, I, I know every year that uh, somebody was losing their general managers at every state in the country, they were asking whether or not he would be interested in becoming their pres their general manager. And, and uh, he showed extreme loyalty to Washington by staying with us. And uh, he was a wonderful guy. I mean, I remember going back to the uh, the sale in Kentucky the first time I went, which was about 1981, and, and uh, uh, he was back there with a group of people, and everybody in Kentucky knew him. And so he'd get us into pretty much any place from Calumet Farm to Claiborne Farm, because he had spent several years there working uh, before even coming back to Washington. But... Uh, he was well-respected by everybody and loved by everybody, and uh, he was a, you know, it's a tremendous loss to our, our business, but he, we were very fortunate to be able to have a guy like him to uh, call on uh, at the apex of our business from Long Acres all the way through Emerald Downs. Ralph Baca memorialized coming up uh, the day before the mile. That's Saturday, August 14th, 3.30 p.m. at the WTBOA Pavilion. Uh, Ralph, uh, uh, that'll be a highly attended event. He made so many friends over the years. and um, Dana referred to uh, him working in Kentucky, and he took a lot of trips back there with groups from Washington, and so many people remember him going bringing the, the group to see Secretariat. Uh, that was a real highlight for so many people in the 70s and 80s. So, uh, yeah, Ralph, uh, certainly highly missed in this industry, but what a fantastic career. Uh, Vince, we've got racing this week. We, we've got the full uh, cards available for Thursday and Saturday, and you wanted to make a mention of uh, some Saturday action? Yeah, uh, Saturday's eight race card begins at 6.30. Uh, races three and seven, respectively, are one-mile allowance races. Uh, race three for older males and race seven mm -hmm. for older fillies and mares, both at a mile, $24,750 purses. And these could kind of be preps for the 
the Long Acres Mile and the Emerald Distaff on uh, August 15th. So three, three weeks before. Three weeks before, right. And uh, the mail race brings out Unmatchable. He's six to five on the morning line, and he really perked up in the, in uh, what was it? The, the bu- governors. The governors, and finished fast to tag uh, second behind Papa's Golden Boy. Mm-hmm. He faces a little bit of a test here. Spitting images on a roll. For Chris Stensley, hard to deny also from Stensley. Elliott Bay stakes winner last year, an old marvelous me who has a fine career record at Emerald Downs. Race seven, uh, we all know Daffodil Sweet. She she lost the Oaks last year uh, at a mile of 16. She's going a mile here, and the way she ran last time, she's going to be awful tough. But there is some quality in there. Psycho Sister, we've mentioned her. She's been off two and a half years making her comeback. She's a, she was Washington, a li- Washington champion, I believe. Champion, and she led uh, the state in earnings in 2018 as well as a five-year-old. So th- that'll be interesting to see her comeback. Squan's Kingdom, we've talked about her. Very consistent for Candy Kreiderman and John Parker. Getting sideways uh, for Dan Markle. Don't Kiss and Tell coming off a nice second mm. in, uh, to Daffodil Suite and rounding out the field is the Oregon shipper Miss Important. So two real interesting races, uh, co-features on Saturday night's card. Be here Saturday night at Emerald Downs, first race, 6.30. Those are some outstanding races. And by the way, unmatchable, two races at a mile on dirt in his career, a win and a second. Two races at a mile and a 16th in his career on dirt, a win and a second. He is an outstanding route horse. So let's uh, go out with some a little bit more information here uh, before we go too far. Oh, on the Long Acres Mile into things, that's going to be three weeks from Sunday, August 15th. The Long Acres Mile graded race here in the Northwest. And, you know, we've got some feelers out there. We'll have much more information on the mile next week. It's a little early. We'll have uh, nominations uh, by next week as well, I think. No, nominations. I believe they close a uh, week from Sunday. A week from Sunday. A week from yeah. Sunday, yeah. And then yeah. the w- waits are August the following. Yeah. Correct, yeah. Okay, still a handicap race. Okay, what do you got, uh, items of interest? Well, I got to, let's start with uh, we Leslie Mowing back in town, Joe. Awesome. Yeah, he's got, he's, we mentioned Bobby Brinkley. He has, of course, Leslie and uh, Frank have done a lot of business over the years. Uh, he's number four all time with 761 wins at Emerald Downs. Uh, mm. And he, I think, was about seven for 90 currently at Canterbury Park. Leslie shipped in here late last year and won on 17 of 86 mounts. And uh, he knows his way around this racetrack, so um, he bears watching. You bet he does. Two-time Long Acres Mile winner aboard Stryker PhD. Uh, you know, he was going to be the only jockey to win at 20% going into closing day last year. Then Alex Cruz won, what, five races? On five close? races, yeah. yeah. So Alex won at 20%, and Leslie dipped right under 20%. Right. Uh, but he still had a really great run here late in the 2020 meeting, did Leslie Mowing, and so did Alex Cruz. He won the last 25 days of the 2020 meeting to start that tremendous streak. Well, Barkley's little brother, Witt, won the Sanford at Saratoga last Tremendous horse, yeah. Oh, my gosh. He's two for two now. He got left at the gate in his career debut and won. So he's out of that mare, Numero d'Oro by Medaglia d'Oro. Witt is two for two. And if he's not the uh, highest rated two-year-old in the country right now, then uh, somebody's really, really good as well. But that's Barkley's brother, Barkley value just went up at El Dorado Farms, having that family, you know, perked up quite a bit. Barkley did cover uh, well over 20 mares this year in his first season at Stud after going 10 for 20 at Emerald Downs in his career and winning the 2018 Long Acres Mile. We had yet, uh, this is an aside to that, was it uh, uh, Ipodamia's girl won a stakes down at Del Mar. I can't remember the name of the stakes, but uh, of course, Ipodamia was a stakes winner here at Emerald Downs. So good family. So Broodmare's from uh, with Long Acres ties had a big week. Okay, another jockey short here for me. Three time Emerald Downs riding champion Rocco Bowen is alive and well in the Midwest. He currently uh, is tied for fourth, I believe, with 21 wins at Arlington Park. That is fantastic. Yeah, and he had a nice meet at Oaklawn, rode some real bombers there uh, that we uh, followed throughout the winter. And speaking of Rocco, you mentioned, uh, or Arlington Park, you mentioned, was it Muddy Waters who had a... His 500, or Ingrid Mason's 500th win as a trainer. 
Okay, right. Yeah, who's Muddy, Muddy Waters' main thing. Muddy was the owner of the horse. I knew there was a, a milestone there. Yeah, right. And Mike Puich won his 500th career race uh, as a trainer at Arlington Park last week with a first-time starter. Okay. So, uh, And um, that was not a Muddy horse. That was a Dr. Mark Domenico horse that, that Pooh won his 500th career race. Very good. I'm depressed that this could be the end of Arlington Park. Ugh. Just a sensational facility in the Midwest. I and even uh, think about that. I hate to even think about it. Let's hope for an 11th hour reprieve there. Yeah. And... Uh, Rocco, the regular writer of Background, who is a possibility for the August 15th Long Acres That would be nice, yeah. By Bob and Molly Rondo, um, just missed in an Arlington stake last time out, ran a oh, really boy, good yeah. race. <laughs> well, he's beat. run well everywhere he's gone, pretty yeah. much background in the Midwest. Uh, favorites won just four of 25 races last week. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a correction statistically, don't you think? Because we had some big weeks of favorites. Well, yes. In fact, that knocked the season total down to about 36.4%. It had been up around 40. So, yeah, yeah that was... Uh, Nothing against favorite players, but no. I, I like to see uh, that number come down a little bit. Both of 40. us do. Yeah. You know. um, and two-year-olds have won. The favorite in two-year-old races has won six out of the seven. The only non-favorite to win a two-year-old race was Slack Tide in the Angie C last uh-huh. weekend. So favorites are, are doing well in, in juvenile races. Okay. One more jockey one for me, okay. Leslie, or excuse me, uh, Julian Couton, who we mentioned is second with 37 wins. He's closing in on a milestone. He's up to, uh, 987 career wins. Um, Leslie originally from France where he attended a writing school there began writing in North America. And I looked up his first career win April 23rd, 2008 at Hollywood park on a horse named headache. Hmm. For Leonard Powell, paid $64. That was April 23rd, 2008. So Julian, certainly one of our top riders here at Emerald Downs, closing in on a nice milestone. And our all-time leading jockey, Juan Gutierrez, is the only jockey so far to win two stakes. We've had eight stakes races so far. Juan has won a couple. He's our all-time leading jockey in wins and earnings. And of trainers, Vince Gibson has won two. Blaine Wright's won two. For Vince, he's two for two. Both wins, of course, with Papa's Golden Boy, who is the top horse at Emerald Downs so far this year. Um, and I'm going to go on to race calling. Uh, Vince, you going to call the finale on Thursday? I have to talk to our track announcer, Tom Harris. I'll talk to him either later today or tomorrow when he gets back in town. But I yeah, think he'd I'd, be happy for you to I'd do like that. I'd like to do that. It's, um, you know, I've done it twice and it's... Uh, I enjoy doing it, but it's a little bit stressful, I got to admit. You know, they, <laughs> you, know? you see that the minutes to post clicking down, and you're like, am I on this or not? You know, and it's uh, it's a challenge. And once, boy, if you get stuck, yeah, every second seems like about an hour when you no got kidding. that microphone there. <laughs> and which happened to me last Thursday as I called the finale. And the reason we do that, Tom uh, does have his family in uh, eastern Washington, just east of Spokane. Uh, and so he appreciates that little extra time to get on the road and come back. You know, I think for... he's a maniac for doing that. But he <laughs> says, are you kidding? That's where I do all my best thinking and okay. it's enjoyable. <laughs> so I called the last race on Thursday last. I got a little stuck early. I was doing my memorization, you know, your visual, the, the last seven minutes to post. And mm-hmm. uh, there was, what, French Tudor and four score. And I just having a little trouble with my brain um and when they broke out of the gate i expected french tudor to break on top but uh early very early in the race i go and uh um yeah, like you said it seemed like about an hour there yeah. and i go <laughs> I number three french tudor well you know that's at least some information joe <laughs> if you're holding a ticket on number three I you know you're doing okay I called number three which is a little amateurish and i heard from mr dacey mr dacey comes to the track a lot he's a really good fan He's always stopping uh, myself and other officials and asking questions, making comments. So he came up to me at the set and he goes, you know, you need to brush up a little bit on your race calling. <laughs> uh, and I said, yeah, yeah, I do. He goes, yeah, you, you weren't too good there the other night. And I said, yeah, I said the, a number instead of an, yeah, I heard that, you know, so you need to brush up. So I, I took that, uh, you know, it was some constructive Well, at criticism. least they're listening, yeah. which is always good. Okay, so there's some back and forth action. We're going to have some selections and trivia. We'll take a short time out here on Horse Racing Northwest. 
The biggest and best of the Northwest just got even better. Introducing the all-new Muckleshoot Rewards Program with three tiers and extraordinary benefits. Play with your Muckleshoot Rewards card to earn points for free play and qualify for dining discounts, gifts, and much more. The more you play, the more you earn. Enjoy more benefits than ever before with the new Muckleshoot Rewards Program. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Horse Racing Northwest, thanks for listening. Uh, we're going to be updating every Wednesday, Long Acres Mile Talk next week, and maybe in the trivia this week. Uh, we would like to say thank you for your, contribu- your contributions to the family of Eduardo Gutierrez Sosa, yes. who passed away tragically in Oregon during a race last week. Uh, just a very tragic event. Uh, Sosa with a young family, three kids. And his wife, of course. And we did raise some money at Emerald Downs this past Sunday. Thank you so much for your contributions. If you still would like to contribute to his family, there's going to be, of course, a lot going on there with the three children. You can uh, get in touch with Marianne O'Connell at the WHBPA. Uh, Their offices in the WTBOA building uh, in the backstretch area there. Uh, Marianne, 288-7861, 288-7861. Any contributions, of course, would be uh, uh, gladly accepted for the family of Eduardo Gutierrez Sosa. Uh, Selections. um, Thursday, the track's all-timer is in action. Mike Mann's gold has won here 10 years in a row. Yeah, just throw that out really quickly. 10 straight seasons. Mike Mann's gold has won a race at Emerald Downs. He's 25 for 60 here. He's two for two as an 11-year-old this year. I'm going to pick him. It's a good race, though. Code Charlie uh, has broke badly two races in a row, but he ran well from off the pace. And Crest Drive, I think I figured out, Vince, he's won seven of his last 16 starts here. You Crest bet. Drive is tough from on or off the pace now. And Pure Pursuit is dirty fast, and he's tough. That's... Dudley Studley's back, Tumac Mountain coming off a win, but I'm going to go with Mike Mann's gold. He has that rail post. He's another one that can run from any position, and he might be just off the early lead, but uh, he is going really well for Joe Toy. Had a bullet work on July 5th, so I'll go with him on yeah, Thursday. Yeah, you know, the only thing with him, you mentioned it, Joe, is he's going to have to work out something from the rail, but he he's is. fast enough to get position. Just look at those numbers, 9 for 22 at 6 furlongs, yeah. 25 for 60 at Emerald Downs, 2 for 2 at the meet. What's not to love about that horse? Oh, man. Okay, he's... maybe we can give him the late double. I'll go to uh, okay. race 8. And uh, these are maiden claimers, uh, $8,000 for uh, fillies and mares, three and up. Number three, Princess Caroline is dropping way down and uh, adding blinkers for a pretty good barn, Tom Wenzel. And she really hasn't shown much run in her first three uh, career starts, two of those at special weight. Uh, I think, you know, if she's going to wake up, I think it's tomorrow night. Okay. And maybe a hint of a price there with, uh, we mentioned Eddie Martinez and him and Tom Wenzel combined for many wins over the last couple of years here. So let's see if we can get a Mike Mann's gold Princess Caroline double. There you go. All right. I, in Saturday, I, ah, ooh. I'm going to go with Oh Marvelous Me to beat Unmatchable. That is not going to be easy, but it is a short field. And yeah. Oh Marvelous Me might get first run on Unmatchable. But let's remember, Oh Marvelous Me is a nine-year-old. He's running the Long Acres Mile twice. He was third to Barkley in 2018. He's got four races on dirt at a mile in his career. He's got a win, a second, and a third. His only unplaced race was in that tough uh, 2019 mile that law-abiding citizen beat any port in a storm and restrained vengeance. So this horse can run a mile for sure. And he got left at the gate last time out, ran on pretty well. So uh, Julian Couton back up for Sharon Ross. I'm going to go with a minor upset. You said you had unmatchable 6-5 to five morning line in there. That is correct, yeah. But, uh, you know, those small fields, sometimes the, va- oh, the, yeah. the favorites can be vulnerable to a pace there, and Unmatchable is a deep closer, so mm-hmm. you bring up some interesting points there. Yeah, he's a good uh, good miler, is oh marvelous me. What a great career he's had. Okay, uh, I think we're going to go to the trivia now for 
Last week, the question was, in the 25 runnings of the Long Acres Mile at Emerald Downs, which jockey has the most mounts? And one winning answer this week, Russell Nakagawa. Russ is really good on Emerald Downs yes, knowledge. He is. He's awesome. And he said he did a spreadsheet. Um, do you know the answer to that one? Did I put it on there? Um, yeah. No, I could take a couple guesses. Take but, a guess. But, um, well, let's see. Who's been around Vince here? Vince for... on the spot. Vince. Vince's News and Notes, while he's thinking, I'm going to give him another plug because the News and Notes at emeralddowns.com are fantastic. They're updated this week. Go to emeralddowns.com, click on uh, News, and then hit News and Notes, and you're going to have some great reading if you're a race fan, especially an Emerald Downs fan. So what do you think? I will guess Leslie Mowing. Okay. Well, he's won it twice, but no... The leader in mounts in the Long Acres Mile in races run at Emerald Downs is Russell Bay. Still, okay. Yeah. I, I thought crossed the mind, yeah. 14 mounts, and of course he hasn't ridden for about five years now. I think it's 2016, yeah. Okay. Russell Bay has 14 mounts in the mile. He won two straight. He won aboard uh, A Dream is Born in 04 and Skyjack in 03. And by the way, in doing a little research there... Uh, only two jockeys in race history of the mile have won back-to-back -back years on different horses. Bobby Jennings did it in the 60s. Russell Bays did it here at Emerald Downs. Galen Mitchell has 13 mounts here, and Juan Gutierrez has 13 mounts You know here. what? I was looking at some old racing forums, like like occasionally do, and you know in 1978, Vince Gibson finished as a jockey, well ahead of Russell Bays in the Long Acres standings Dude, that year. Is that right? Yeah. That so, is a good one. 78? You know, yeah, and Russell was, uh, you know, he... I had, hit Russell in the Godstein in 75. Yeah, he but you know, he did not draft. dominate back then. He, you know, he was certainly, you know, a top rider, a good yeah. rider, but he he did not get any titles there, you wow. know, at uh, no. in Renton. So and with two, within two years, he started dominating in the Bay Area. Yeah, and that was kind of surprised everyone because certainly he was a good jockey, but you know what his key was just day in, day out. Just, you know, we talk about Alex Cruz, Russell Russell Bays did that for 30 years. Oh, my gosh. His Well, we did a thing with Lafitte Pinkai for our 25-year video, which you can uh, access at YouTube. Uh, Russell Bays and Lafitte Pinkai Jr. both spent a lot of weekends at Emerald Downs at various times. And uh, Russell's total wins of over 12,800 is just, you know, it boggles the mind, really. Oh, yeah. yeah think about that, you know. Uh, 200 wins in a season in a year is is uh, sensational for a jockey. I'm stalling here as I'm finding the Gottstein. I can't remember the name of the horse that Russell won the 75 Gottstein on to beat Crafty Native and, and System Mistum. I was going to say System Mistum, but... Bankery Bob. Bankery Bob, Bankery okay. Bankery Bob won it and paid... Uh, uh, 1530. That was Not a nice, bad. Nice little pay. Bankery Bob ended up winning the Washington Championship. And the Gottstein was on Labor Day back then? Or? Uh, it was on a Sunday. Okay. Okay. And so trivia goes to Russell Nakagawa. This week's trivia question is name the most recent Long Acres mile winner to end his mile winning season unbeaten for the year. The most recent time it's happened, a Long Acres Mile winner who ended that calendar year unbeaten. So send your answers to trivia at emeralddowns.com. Russ has got a shirt or a cap coming. He's got all kinds of Emerald Downs garb after all his correct trivia answers. So. Russ is a horse owner, too. He's usually got one or two horses in there. He's part of in the Frank Lucarelli outfit. Well, thanks for listening to Horse Racing Northwest. Racing at Emerald Downs Thursday at 6 p.m., Saturday at 6.30 p.m., and Sunday, Corgi Day, Stakes Doubleheader, 2.30 p.m. This is Horse Racing Northwest.